Good evening, everyone. Well, I'm here for a couple more days. So uh, I'll sit with you in the evenings, tonight and tomorrow, and just ask for questions. Are there any questions? Yes. In the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, none of the purpose, hmm. you were mentioning the connection between grace and practice. And you said it's kind of a tricky subject because through grace we can practice, but it's the practice that brings grace as well. So there kind of some sort of connection. And then you were mentioning that that connection is through the instruction of Guru. I wasn't quite understanding this point. I wondered if you could talk on that. Well, I don't know exactly what I said there. Um, but um, there's a interesting connection is true between effort and grace I guess that's the subject um, and um, that point is made in the Bhagavad commentaries um, in the Dhammadar Leela where um, Yashodamayi Krishna's mother tries to tie him up because he's been rebellious and so forth and uh, and really because she thinks he might run away because she ch- had chastised him and she didn't want him to run away. So she tried to tie him up. And of course, as you know, the story goes that the rope, she tried to tie him with the ribbon in her hair, but it was two inches too short. So she attached some rope to it and tried again, and it was two inches too short. Damodar, Damodar means... Dhamma means rope, Udara means the belly, so she tried to tie a rope around his belly and and contain him. <clears throat> tie she wanted to tie him to the to the grinding mortar that was in the courtyard. So the rope was two inches too short. So she meanwhile Krishna had been going out from the house and stealing butter and milk from other people's houses and they were complaining affectionately. And Mother Yasoda was Protesting that no, it could, must have been somebody else. It couldn't have been my son. But uh, and when they, she admitted, well, maybe it was. Then she just did not was in denial as to what he was being accused of. Hmm. They would say that, you know, he's stealing our butter. Yeah, well, why don't you keep it high? You know, if you keep it low, naturally he's going to come and you know take some. And uh, they would reply to that, and she would reply and. And so on, and then she ultimately came home, but c- carried their complaints to Nanda Maharaj and told him, "You know, what kind of coward are you that your son, our son, is uh, going to other people's house for milk, butter, and yogurt?" And so Nanda Maharaj selected some special cows and put them on special grass to bring special milk just to keep Krishna home. And Mother Yasoda was boiling that milk on the stove and nursing him at the same time. And the milk began to boil over. And so she had a dilemma. What should she do? Tend to Krishna or put him down and tend to the milk? So she chose to tend to the milk, which is tadiyaseva, means to serve that which is dear to Krishna. It's more important than serving Krishna. So that's what Krishna says. Those who say they are my devotee are not my devotees, but those who say they are devotees of my devotees, they're my devotees. So that's the real short version of the story. And uh, uh, just to continue it, to the, to the, to the binding um, feature, um, 
Krishna was upset with his mother for stopping him from nursing and he went and broke a butter pot and distributed butter to the monkeys and yogurt and so forth and then she caught him and 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 uh, scared him and then thought he might run away and and uh, so she chased after him so he wouldn't run away capture him and tie him up and so forth so the rope was too short she took the ribbon from her hair meanwhile the I tell the rest of the story in short because where did she get the other rope? That's, of course, the question. She's tying him up. How could she go and get more rope and he wouldn't run away? So what happened is that the ladies in the community who had been complaining about Krishna, they were hearing the commotion with Krishna's yelling, my mother's trying to tie me up, and this kind of thing. So they were peeking over the... over the um, courtyard walls and seeing the situation. They began to throw rope over there, because cowherds, when they have nothing to do with spare time, they make rope, because the rope is very useful for dealing with cows, hobbling them, uh, harnessing them, and so on and so forth. Hmm. So they kept throwing rope over, and she kept adding it to what she had, and it it kept coming up two inches too short. Hmm. And Krishna's stomach wasn't getting bigger and bigger. Hmm. And so um, she was making a great effort. And her effort caused him to show grace, to see her effort to, 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 in love, to bind him. And then suddenly the ribbon was large enough, long enough to tie him. So there's, of course, a lesson there that many of them one is that this depicts the philosophy uh, in a in a form of a narrative, Leela of Achinti Beta Beta. That it means that Krishna is everywhere and he's in the one place. That's why she couldn't tie him up. He's infinite. It means he's everywhere. Where is where is God not for the devotee? God is not anywhere, where is he not? These are the two different perspectives between the Atheist and the theist. Hmm. Uh, Prahlad saw him everywhere. Hiranyakasipu could not find him anywhere. So Krishna's form, the teaching is, is actually all pervasive. Hmm. We're living inside the body of God in one sense. Hmm. And at the same time, he appears outside. Hmm. So this is his mystic power, yoga. What does he say? Uh, yoga Maishvaryam. In the Gita, the same section is describing this beta bed. He's one and he's different. He's he's transcendent and um, hmm? imminent and transcendent. He's within the world. He's beyond the world. He's the world's inside of him. Uh, he's not inside of the world. And he says, "Behold, yoga my yoga my behold my my mystic power, yoga my this is achintya, achintya shakti. Hmm. God it is one and different from everything. His shaktis, his powers, his potencies by which he does things are him because they have no other source and uh, they're not independent of him. But, uh, they derive from him, but they're different from him at the same time. Um, so anyway, that's uh, the canvas, philosophical canvas on which the Leela of Krishna is drawn in this Leela is demonstrating that, but the point we're talking about is the effort of Mother Yashoda, 
and the grace of Krishna. And the acharyas have said, these are the two fingers, the two, the two, the two inches, are these, these two things, that in order to, 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 to capture Krishna, to be effective, to be accomplished in, in our ideal of attaining prem, by which Krishna becomes overwhelmed and becomes Krishna. That's what Krishna means. Krishna means that form of the Godhead that's overwhelmed by Prem. That's why Krishna cannot be separate from, from Prem, which that means he's one with love of God and different from love of God. He's the perfect object of love, and then there's the perfect love, and they're one and different. Hmm? Love of Krishna, that's Krishna. Hmm? Wherever there's love of Krishna, there's Krishna. Can't be love of Krishna without Krishna. So he's in the heart of the devotee. This is the point where he is most prominently. So we should pay attention to the devotees. So seeing her effort, then he made it possible. What was a previously impossible, and as we were talking about, it's philosophically impossible to bind the whole world with a short ribbon, suddenly became possible. Hmm? By his grace, impossible becomes possible. He who is everywhere hmm? also appears medium size. Hmm? Medium size, it's a term sometimes used in the Bhagavatam, it's from Nyaya, the school of philosophy, Nyaya, in India. Hmm? It's a term used there. For ordinary things, are middle-sized. Hmm. There is the infinite, and the infinitesimal. Hmm. And then there is the medium. Hmm. So Krishna appears medium-sized, just like an ordinary person. Hmm. And this this means by the power of love. So, so Krishna, you see, there is no Krishna without this kind of love of Krishna. There is no Vrindavan Krishna without the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan. Krishna means the absolute entity, absolute integer, to use the term of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, appearing in medium size. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and that means overwhelmed by the love hmm, of his devotees. So, this is Krishna. Hmm. And Yorsoda Mai, his mother, could bind him up when he showed his grace to her having seen her effort so it's it's said that we should make effort to serve Krishna and attain Krishna Prem as if our attainment was dependent upon our effort while full knowing that it's dependent upon grace hmm you can make all the effort, but unless he acknowledges it and and and, and graces us, then it will not be possible. Of course, he he, he will. It's his nature. You don't have to worry about that. But but we should make the effort. And of course, we are able to make the effort because of grace, because we the form the largest, most prominent form of the grace is the form of the guru. Krishna comes to us into give us the teaching, give us the opportunity to learn all these things and to 
take up the path in a systematic way under guidance and so forth. Hmm. And so, and then he gives that form of grace, gives the effort. This is the bhajan. You should do like this. You should rise at this time. You should chant like this and conduct yourself like this. The parameters to live in and so forth. And we make a live effort to live within those parameters. In the beginning, there's a, there is a learning curve. Hmm. That's called anishta bhajanakriya. So that's a given. There'll be some ups and downs, and gradually, of course, it becomes steady. As it becomes steady, the effort becomes consistent, hmm? and so forth. Then, then uh, the ex- expectation of grace is is it's, it's kind of to use a term of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Tagore slogan, if you will: first deserve, then desire. Hmm? So make an effort. Hmm? This is. And, and then your desire to love Krishna will have some some meaning. I've given an example before. If I have a desire to go to India, I want to go to India. So, okay, well, that's good. Hope you make it. No, I want to go to India. I just want to... I say, well, look, you know, have you got a passport? No. What's that? <laughs> okay. You need a passport. No, I want to go to India. No, you, you have to go to the building down the street and get a passport. Hmm? And and then, then you have to go to another building uh, over here and get a ticket. Hmm? Do you have any money? No. Well, then you've got to go to another building and get a job. Hmm? No, I want to go to India. <laughs> and you're telling me to go to this building, this building, and this building. Oh, in this city, I want to go, you know, across the ocean. I want to go to India. You know, I know you want to go to India. But first you do these things. Hmm? No, I'll go to India and I'll talk about what it's going to be like over there. And I just, you know, I'm not going to have time to talk about what it's, your journey is going to be like if you don't have time to get a passport, get a ticket, get a job, hmm? get the money to go. Now if you come back to me with a passport and a ticket and a little spending money, hmm? then I'll pull out the brochure and say, now this is a pen, oh, we'll talk about it. You could go here, hmm? And you should wear these things, and <laughs> you should dress like this, and, and when you go here, you do this, and this is how, and, and so on and so forth. Hmm? Those topics become relevant hmm? when other things are in place. Hmm? But if we desire to go without making the effort hmm, for all these other things, which are part of going there, to use this analogy, apply this analogy, obviously, first we have to cleanse our heart, hmm? You say, I want to love Krishna. You say, well, then you have to do all these things. Well, that doesn't, that sounds like sacrifices and austerities involved in that. And I want to just love Krishna and dance with him. Hmm? <laughs> say, okay, well, you, yes, yes. Love is born from the womb of sacrifice. So, in service, this is the, this is the ground of love. Hmm? You want love, but you've got an airy, fairy idea. I'm trying to ground you into what, what love is. You have to separate yourself from the taking tendency within you, that bodily, uh, biological, and psychological identification uh, um, fosters. Hmm? Once we identify with the body and the mental conception of our self, material self, then we have to uh, be an exploiter to one extent or another. So we have to come out from that. Hmm? That's the that's the Dharpana Marjan, the Mahaprabhu speaks of cleansing of the heart. And that requires a little, little effort. Hmm. Hmm. 
And um, of course, and then as that takes place, then then the, the, the deserving, so to speak, is is in place, and the desiring now has meaning and value, and it's worth entertaining. Hmm? And we can get specific about it and so forth. So in higher stages of sadhana bhakti and ruchi, nishna ruchi asakti, the topics of what you would, what you will do in Golok, what will the prem be like, and so it has more um, value for us, more meaning. Hmm? Um, and if we talk about that to the exclusion of the other things that are required, then um, that will be a kind of a theological, intellectual sleight of hand. You won't really have gone anywhere. You had a head full of information and so forth and think you know more about Gaudiya Vaishnavism that somebody doesn't know about certain details or what you could possibly do in the Leela. But meanwhile, they've got their passport. <laughs> they've got the visa. Hmm? They've got the plane ticket. They've put these things in place. Hmm? And uh, and they'll be on the plane and find out when they get there. So many things. Well, they, well, along the way, when you get on, they, they make announcement. They start, it's Air India, they start feeding you Indian food. And so on the way, in the accelerated sense of the term, there are some preparations and there is some some, some uh, tasting and uh, and, uh, and so forth. And bhava bhakti will turn into prem bhakti. So, so at any rate, um, we get the grace, we get the opportunity, we make the effort, and we get grace. And so they seem inter, intertwined in many respects. At the same time, if we make the effort, and appropriately so, and, and the effort should be, the effort should be that that it that it's that it's effortless. Otherwise, you're not making the effort. You see, hmm? this is the thing about service. Hmm? Service isn't something that I do because I've got to get it done. I have to do it. I've been told I should do it. Hmm? I mean, that's a start. Hmm? But really, it's done something like a mother does service to the child. Hmm? And and so uh, it's, it's laborsome, it's time-consuming, all-consuming all at certain ages. And uh, and she she's just doing it automatically. Hmm? It's uh, the babysitter might take care of the child also, but that's different. She's getting paid, and she's got a she's got a schedule. So mom has no schedule. Hmm? She does the same thing the babysitter does, but it's an entirely different uh, disposition. So service, as I said, is his ground work, kind of the the, the ground on which love stands. <clears throat> Service should be done. Well, how can I serve you? This was Prabhupada's only question of his guru. How can I serve you? So, um, it's again, it's 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 not something that if it's done right, it's not painful. However painful it may be, otherwise physically, mentally, so if you're if you're conceptually in the right place, then you're you do it joyfully. The service should be done joyfully. That requires some sambandagyan, some some understanding that you that you factor into why you're doing what you're doing, and you do it heartfelt. And then then you get 
reciprocation. Hmm? So, so the effort is there, but the effort, when done properly, as I'm speaking, it appears that it's only a, it's all grace. Hmm? I'll give you an example before. If you are out in the forest and you fall into an old, dried-up well, how are you going to get out? You've fallen down 20 feet into the well. You have to call out, Help, I'm in a well. And uh, so someone comes, and they see your predicament, so they throw you the rope, and they tell you, hang on to that rope. Tight now, hang on tight. And I'll pull you up. So then he pulls you up. When you get to the top, what do you say? You don't say, boy, I sure held that rope good, didn't I? (laughs) I might say, good job, you held onto the rope really good, but that's not in your mind. Your mind is, you pulled me up. Without you, I I would not be standing here. You give the guy a hug, you know, and uh, let out a sigh and... uh, and, and 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 so the experience is that when we do we do it properly, then the the amount of reciprocation we get hmm, makes the effort seamless. Absolutely, like like I did that to get this. I mean, that they don't match up. Hmm. They don't match up. When you, they just don't match up. Just a taste of what what's to, what's to come, what you are, and what you could be, is so overwhelming. You think I could. Oh, this, there's nothing I could have done that equals or warrants my experience, hmm? and so it's 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 a grace-filled path and experience, so to speak. Although effort is in, involved, and the guru gives us the effort; he gives us some some um, guidelines to work within, some services and so forth. But if we Feel his or her affection, kindness, doing it for our sake, and so forth. We don't fight with that. I think he only has my interest in mind. I mean, he's not getting anything from me. Hmm? An extra chapati or something, you know. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not like that. What's what can we give such people? They were fine without us. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, they're only giving. Hmm. So such a person, then we should be think. Well, be embarrassed. I, sh- I sh- to think such is my situation. And so we, we, we reciprocate, and then we try to find things that, um, that, that uh, we think will, uh, will please the guru and so forth. And largely, it's an it's all in an attitude, and, uh, rather than in the practical things. And if the attitudes is correct, then the practical things will be done correctly as well. So, so there's some thoughts on on effort and, and grace. Does that help? Yeah, I don't know what I wrote there. I don't recall. But um, they, uh, there's the, another example. Help us. There's two schools of thought in the Ramanuja Sampradaya. There was a split in the Sampradaya over this very thing: grace and effort. Hmm? long time ago. And the two schools are the cat school and the monkey school. Hmm? The cat school is the, is the school when the cat carries the kittens by picking them up by the back of the neck and the kitten just hangs there like this. 
And the cat moves the kitten over here, moves the other kitten over, holds them by the back of the neck affectionately. Hmm? Now the monkey also carries her baby. Hmm? But the monkey says, hang on. Hmm? And here we go. <coughs> and starts swinging from the trees. You see him in Madhavam, swinging from tree to tree to tree. And they, never, they never touch the ground. Hmm? I've never seen one on the ground. Just swinging from tree to tree to tree. And then the baby is hanging on. Hmm? So uh, this is the other school. One school says, only by grace. Hmm? Nothing you can do. And there are divisions like this in Christianity, too, among the many nuanced forms of Christianity. And you get these very extreme forms of antinomianism. And, and you know, what can we do? We're sinners. Just say, Jesus, I love you. And what can you do? Keep sinning, and he's going to save you. And, you know, extreme forms like this. You can't do anything. And all we can do is the, is the bad things that we do, and that's our nature. And so... Something like that. <laughs> but the other school uh, is the monkey school, and so the, the monkey baby, hmm, unlike the kitten, who doesn't hang on, but is hung on too, hangs on and is hung on too, or, or is, is held up at the same time. So, so it's a wild ride, but hold on you know, tight, and here we go from tree to tree and, and so forth. So our idea of effort and grace is more like the monkey school of the Ramanuja uh, conception where you have to hang on, that's the effort. And then the mother monkey takes you from tree to tree and brings the food. And You still there? Okay, here it is. <laughs> still hanging on to get, get fed and so forth. Of course, if you let go, she would go after you too, but, but um, you're supposed to hold on. So effort and grace, both required... Um, we can't, you know, there were the people I used to meet sometimes selling books who would say, well, if God wants me to take the book, I'll take the book, right? And I'd say, he does. And I'm here to tell you about it. <laughs> well, but, but if he wanted me, I would take it, right? He, he, yeah, he does. Here, put it in your hands. Something like that. <clears throat> I tell a story. When we were building the... Uh, first thing we built here was the bathhouse. We were living in tents, and then we got the yurts, and um, went through the whole winter like that, and then the next spring, the uh, we were building the bathhouse through the winter, and the next spring it was, it was built. Um, and, and as we, and I wanted to build a bathhouse, because I thought if I have a bathhouse, then people can come, guests can come, they can stay in a tent, sit around the fire, we can talk, and we need a bathhouse. So, um, we, anyway, we were building that, and then we were going to have a festival, and it was supposed to be finished and in time for the festival. So I told the builder who was working with us, you know, we need this by this. He said, yeah, no problem. We'll you know, by that date. And it's two weeks before, and I'm looking, I think, man, he's got a lot to do to get it done by that time. And, and he was a little, turned to be a little hard to work with. So, um, um, and after a week, to a guy like that, you don't want a, a, a contractor like that. That's you got somebody that's ready to please, you know, not ready to fight with you over how it's to be done. So, so anyway, after a week, I said, you know, it's getting pretty close. Said, yeah, no, we have it done. There's no problem. Yeah. 
And then I've seen like two days, three days, you know, and it's, it's, there's no way it's happening. So I said, you know, we're supposed to get this done. He said, hey, Swami, right? You know, like you're spiritual, right? I figure, you know, if it's going to happen, then it's, then it, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> right? If it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. I felt like saying, well, we'll talk about your paycheck in the same way. If it's supposed to happen... It'll happen. If it doesn't happen, it wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> How will you live with that? You know, but I didn't say it to him because I don't know what he would have done to me if I had. <laughs> but uh, this idea that <coughs> if God wants it to happen, it'll happen as an excuse not to do anything, not to make the effort, this obviously should be avoided. Hmm? What he wants you to do is, is make some effort. Hmm? He wants you to want to love him. He doesn't want to interfere with that. He does interfere to some extent by creating a sanskar within us for bhakti without our knowledge of it. Without our knowledge, we, he arranges for a devotee to bump into us and sell us a book or something like that. He makes that first effort, Krishna. That's true in sadhana, that's true in, in, in prem also. Krishna makes, makes the first effort. So, He's that is his, that is his grace to be, to begin with intervenes in a, our material sojourn and changes the course. Hmm? Um, um, but then, still, people say that well, love has to be voluntary, and there's some truth to that. Still, he interferes in such a way that you know he he he, he makes the first voluntary effort, so to speak. And then, then you become somewhat predisposed towards him, unknowingly. And then you meet the devotees, and what they say makes sense, and so forth. Um, and then you start making um, an effort. So he wants you to want. This is kind of how we, the compatibilist position, if you will, between determinism and, and free will. Uh, he wants you to to want. So he arranges the situation. That that would uh, foster that in an environment that would be hard to resist and, and so forth. And as we want, hmm? and actions speak louder than words, so we, we make the effort, if you will. Hmm? And then naturally he reciprocates. So it's another way to talk about it. It's reciprocal. Hmm? So if we really, if you, and if you want to love Krishna, as Prabhupada would say, then you have to serve Krishna. You love someone, that's what you do. You, it's, we don't often think of it like that, but if you love someone, then you want to do whatever they want. You want to please whatever they want. You want that to become your desires. You want to please them. So, so service is at the, is the ground, as they say, in which love is born, the, root, the womb from which it issues forth. And, um, and it will move from a self-sacrificing, that is a conscious effort to self, from self-sacrifice to self-forgetfulness. This is the Vrindavan standard. Now you have a sense of yourself and you're willing to make a sacrifice to love of your individual desires and, and so forth. And then you come to no material desires. Then there's still a conception of self. 
spiritual conception of self. And the Vrindavan standard is that that will be forgotten entirely. What will happen to me is not a consideration. Therefore, when this Krishna told Nard, I've got a headache, can you help me out? He said, what? Krishna's got a headache, that's weird. What, what, what to do? He says, get me the dust from the feet of my devotees. So Nard's a devotee. I mean, he could have just gone, here's some. But he thought, he's trying to trick me. Right? No devotee's going to put their, the dust from their feet on God's head. Hmm? So he said, well, I'll, I'll see if I can find a devotee. And he walked off thinking, the Lord's ways are very mystical. And he went and harassed so many devotees. And they all said, you've got to be joking, right? You know, you're, 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 you're fooling us. So then he came back and he reported that, Krishna, I have a report to make. None of your devotees, they've all passed the test, he's thinking, will give the dust from their feet and put it on your head. And he said, well, that doesn't help too much. This is, this is Krishna and his humanness. And Nara's didn't know what to think now. And he says, so you went to all the devotees. Yeah, I saw all the different devotees, all the groups of devotees. He said, did you go to that, um, what's that place called? Um, that uh, village, you know, out there, Vrindavan, the bridge, that place where I was born, that everybody's forgotten about, and now I'm a prince and everything, and I'm God and all Says no, I didn't go there. Says, go ask the the the, um, the ladies that they, they can carry the milk on. They have the jungle people there and they carry the milk on their heads. So Nara went. Okay, well, there's some kind of devotees. Uh, uh, they don't have any knowledge or anything, but anyway, they go there. So he asked the gopis, and, and what's Nara when They pay their respect to Nara Muni. And says, I'm here because Krishna's got head. What can we do to help? Nobody else would even think, what can we do to help? They thought, Krishna can't have a headache. <laughs> That's a trick, right? <laughs> Gobi's thought, yeah, Krishna could have a headache. He's just like us. Hmm? That's how they think of him. Hmm? And they said, well, what, 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 how, what can we do to help? So he's, he's startled at first that they're even believing that Krishna has a headache. Hmm? And then, um, and then uh, he says, well, he wants the dust from your feet. And they said, well, I'll take it. And then he's, then he's startled and he says, well, don't you know what will happen to you? And then they show, we do know. We're not stupid, actually. <laughs> we do know the scriptures better than anybody. That's why we're doing what we're doing. They didn't say it like that, but they said, yes, we know. We go to hell for that. If you put your feet on God's head, you go to hell. You know, If you kick God in the head, you go to hell. And that's not a good idea. We know that. And you're going to give the dust. Take it to me, of course, immediately. It will relieve him of his headache. I said, no. So the other devotees couldn't even think that he would have a headache. So they are completely absorbed in his humanness, human likeness. And so Nard goes back with the dust from their feet and Krishna was showing him, these are my highest devotees. They know me the best. <clears throat> What was the point I was making? Tell that story. <clears throat> Self-forgetfulness. So they had no concern what would happen to them. It was of absolutely no, no consequence. Um, whatever. So completely, they weren't in a, a consciously self-sacrificing for Krishna. They were self-forgetful. That means that love becomes automatic. 
not calculated. I do it because it should be done. Hmm. There's some calculation in that. It's a good calculation, and you got the math right, but but there is a stage where you, you're not calculating. It should be done. It's just being done. Hmm. You've so much identified with the object of love that there's... There's no difference between the object of love and yourself, in a sense. What you do for yourself, you do for the object of your love without thinking about it. Hmm? This is the standard of the Vrindavan love. Pujapachita Marsh characterized it in that way as self-forgetfulness in comparison to the self-sacrifice, if you will, let's say, of Vaikuntha, the dutiful, dutiful love. One thing is I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. One thing I'm just doing it, even though it appears to be the wrong thing to do, <laughs> from other people's perspective, of course... It was the right thing to do for them to give the foot dust. The feet dust, the foot dust. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, love is um, born out of sacrifice and it turns into this kind of self-forgetfulness where the, where the object of love, the love, and, 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 and the lover, they all become dynamically one. Not like the Advaitin knowledge and the object of knowledge and the knower all become one. But but the gap between the object of love and the offering itself and the offerer, they're bridged. Hmm? That's when Vrindavan, it doesn't look like they're offering anything to Krishna. They're not doing any worship. They're wrestling him to the ground and so forth. Hmm? They're not offering arctic to him, and so on. But everything they're, they everything that they're doing, they, they actually all this body bhakti. It's all underground there. It's all being done. They do it in different ways. Gopis looking at him like this, top to bottom with their eyes, and their heart is the lamp, oil. Their eyes are lit. With love and looking at him around like this, start here, go down. Why is it going around? It's arty. So <laughs> it's all going on. All the puja is going on, but it takes a different shape, hmm? unidentifiable by some. Hmm? That they can't understand. What is this Krishna? How can they be doing that to Krishna? Maybe that's just an imposter Krishna or something. How? What kind of? It turns the whole. Religious world upside down. That's why it's a very private sector, and there. That's why to open the gates to that is very extraordinary. This is what Mahaprabhu has done. Open the gates to that. Anybody can come in, but to come in, then you need to understand what it is. It's hard to 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 understand it at first. So therefore, the samudagyan is necessary. And then the gates are wide open, but still you got to get your ticket, you got to get your passport, you got to get your visa, and so on. So, and there, there's no effort. Love is an effortless effort. The labor of love, the fact that it's labor, again, I use the mother's example, it's a labor of love. She doesn't feel there's any labor. She's holding the baby could weigh 10, 12 pounds. And the baby, and milking the baby, and the baby's passing stool all over her. And it seems like roses. You know, to her. So, 
Love has the power to turn faults into ornaments. It turns a labor into effortlessness. So love is a effortless effort. There is movement and effort in love, apparent, but it's not perceived or experienced as such by those engaging in it. So this is how we have to turn our effort, and it's all a question of attitude and understanding and consciousness and so forth. You keep the right idea in mind, and then it's joyfully performed. Susukam kartam avyayam. What is it? Susukam kartam avyayam. pabitram itam utamam yat... What is it? Pratyakshavagamam dharmam susukam kartam avyayam. Is joyfully performed. It's a juxtaposition of religion and uh, knowledge. That's odd because knowledge ends religion, usually. Gyan ends karma. But here, this is super religious. Knowledge and religion are together. You understand? You do religious activities, Dharma Jignasu inquiring to the religious life, how to live a human life so that all of my human activities are tempered with or colored by, shaded by connection with God hmm? and the gods and the goddesses and so forth. And then if you do the religious life, the normal standard is, then because you're inquiring into the scripture how to do that and you're finding it, you're doing it and the life's working, then you inquire deeper and you find, oh, that uh, there is Brahma Jignasu, from Dharma Jignasu, the Karma Mimamsa, the Purva Mimamsa comes the Uttar Mimamsa, hmm. the second inquiry. That, not how to live a religious human life, but how to understand I'm an Atma hmm. rather than a human. Hmm. So, Brahma Jignasu. So, then that's knowledge. Hmm. Knowledge retires the karma, the religious activity, and if you enter into the path of knowledge, then you have no duties to perform anymore, religious duties in the classical uh, Varnashram system. So, to put Dharma and Gyan together is odd. He says, Raja Vidya Raja Guyam. This is the king of knowledge. Papitamidam Uttamam Yat Prachakshavagamam Dharmam Susukam Kartamavam. It is religious and it's knowledge. How can it be religious and knowledge at the same time? Hmm? You understand? It's so it's supra religious. Hmm? It's the end of knowledge. It's love, hmm? and it it has duties, if you will. Hmm? It has action. Gyan knowledge is the absence of action in relation to things that are temporary. Hmm? That's knowledge. The cessation of action, movement in relation to things that are temporary in pursuit of enduring life. Hmm? That's knowledge. But that's just the beginning of knowledge. Hmm. Further knowledge is sambandagyan, knowledge of relationship, how th- that there's a center. And so the center, the circumference should serve the, the center, which is holding it together. Hmm. So, in, so the point is, what in, in bhakti we have action and we have knowledge. That is love. Hmm. Love is a knowing. Hmm. That, that that gives rise to 
well, perfectly informed action. What is perfectly informed action? Action by which I become perfectly satisfied, perfectly happy. So love is a kind of like essential knowledge. Hmm? And so it's super-religious. Hmm? It's, 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 it's dharma, but it's called what? What kind of dharma? Prema-dharma. Hmm? Bhagavatam, this is the beginning of the whole Bhagavatam course. And it comes up again and again and again. Savai pumsa paro dharma yato bhakti It's a question of the sages. What's the best thing you can do with your human life? He says, Savai pumsam paro dharma, paro dharma, prema dharma, same idea, paro dharma. The transcendental dharma. Prem bhakti. The 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 perfectly the perfect the, the superior the transcendental religion. Wait, religion isn't transcendental. Hmm? Religion is is part of the world. Hmm? Spiritual life is is another thing. Spiritual life, religious life should lead to spiritual life, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it even criticizes spiritual life. In hmm? the Jews, stone the savior. Hmm? Right? For example. So, and it's a, this is a parodharma. Savai pumsa parodharma. For all beings, hmm? the superior, supreme dharma, hmm? the transcendental, para means transcendental, the transcendental religion hmm? is savai pumsa parodharma yato bhakti dhoksaje. Bhakti to adhok saja. He was adhok saja. A-ja. Aha. Aha. This is the beginning and the end of the Sanskrit alphabet. Aha. Everything contained with him, and he's beyond everything. Adhok saja. There's a name for Krishna, actually. He's referred to with that name in the, in the Shakatasur Lila also. Adhok saja. Sabai pumsa paro dharma yatog bhakti rihok saja. Ahituki apatiyata. And how is it performed? Ahituki apatiyata. Without any motive and without any interruption. It means bhakti for its own sake. It's done for its own sake, not for any other reason. And the proceeded. This will fully satisfy the self. It means the supreme self will be fully satisfied, and so you will be fully satisfied. Hmm? That will fully satisfy him, and you are his part and parcel. So, hmm? if the if the vine is pleased, then all of its manjaris will be pleased also. Hmm? Hmm. So to take it further then. That bhakti that will fully satisfy Krishna, uh, that is unmotivated, uninterrupted. We see that in the Vrindavan, that is the Vrindavan standard. Hmm? It's unmotivated and nothing can interrupt it. And in Gopi Bhav, hmm, there are all types of interruptions or hurdles, things that, that efforts to, to interrupt it, and they only cause it to. In become that much more inflamed. 
It shouldn't be going on. Hmm? It shouldn't be happening. It's against the rules. Hmm? Hmm? So but it's happening. And, 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 and any obstacle is just causing it to... to um, it love to to increase. Hmm. So this fully satisfies hmm, Bhagwan, hmm. and that means when Radha is pleased, Krishna is pleased. Hmm. Was Radha is pleased, and all of the servants of Radha are pleased as well. Hmm. So, hmm. yeah, this is the uh, this is standard of the Bhagavatam. It, it, it's saying this, of course, in relation to Varnashram. Then it goes on to say Varnashram is a waste of time because by performing Varnashram you cannot get a taste for, for bhakti. Hmm? Therefore, it's a waste of time. Hmm? Very, this is very strong language. So, so I say the Bhagavatam is like a New, a new Testament. It, uh, it's All the other texts are very... Uh, law-laden. And here comes the doctrine of love, grace. Hmm? It's all the whole doctrine of love. So it's an, it, it advocates an, an, the effort that is involved in love. Hmm? It's an effortless effort, properly understood. Hmm? There is movement in love. Hmm? There is anxieties in love. Hmm? Problems and so forth. Hmm? You see, but it's 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 part of the package. Hmm? So there's it's 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 uh, you know there's there's the fighting in love. Don't get in the middle of that. Hmm? You want to break it up. You know they you to, uh, Then they both end up you know disliking you. You, know, you take one side. And so lovers quarrel. You know, for example. So they're. Love is odd in this way. Hmm. Hmm. It has many faces. It's not static. It's, it's, it's dynamic. There's movement, as I say. We move in the world to find love, and we cannot rest until we find it. When we find it, we find it has an orbit of its own. So we start moving then in another way, hmm. based around that love. Hmm. There's the idea of lila and, and bhakti. Hmm. So there is effort, and as much as there's effort in love. Love knows no reason. Hmm? Effortless effort. Hmm? That is the idea. Anything else? Right. What is the time? 7.35. Well, I have some news to share with you. I'll end on this note. Your good friend, Abhay Krishna, is on his way here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, joyfully on his way, and uh, he wants to learn about book distribution. He wants to become a book distributor. Coming from Chicago, actually. He's staying. Yeah, he's. Ah, yeah. Yeah, he's going. He's, he's Situation there had a change of change of face. So. 
Okay. Sri Sri Gaurnatanandaki Jai. Or Bhaktavrinda ki Jai.